The Holy Gospel according to John, the first chapter. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I'm the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So here at St. Philip the Deacon, our mission statement is reach out, proclaim, inspire. You find it on the front cover of your bulletin. It is throughout the facility in various ways. It's in all of our materials. Reach out, proclaim, inspire. To break it down just a little bit more, our mission is to reach out to all God's people. Proclaim God's word at every opportunity inspire people to do God's will. Coupled now with our strategic plan, our job descriptions, as well as our values, which are faithful, hospitable, generous, capable, creative, and engaging, we have a solid roadmap for mission and ministry here in this place. And so our reading from Isaiah for this third Sunday in Advent provides us with a beautiful job description. It provides us with a beautiful mission statement, a beautiful roadmap for mission and ministry. Here is what we are called to do. To bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, to comfort and provide for all who mourn. These words spoken in Isaiah are full of promise. They are full of reassurance. The very language of justice and hope and anticipation and deliverance are spoken to the people as a reminder that God is faithful, that God does not ignore them or forget them. 
In other words, the prophet Isaiah is telling the people of long ago that God is real and truly present. And this is certainly good news for all of God's people. It's good news of salvation. It's good news of healing, of release, and of comfort. It is, after all, the year of the Lord, a reference to the Jubilee year where all debts are wiped clean, where all slaves are freed, where all farmland is given time of rest, and where all land is returned to the original owners. In other words, this moment in Isaiah brings about great hope and restoration. And then, This moment that we just heard about, this moment in time in the Old Testament is so important, is so significant, that after coming out of the wilderness where Jesus had been tempted by the devil, he quotes these very words from the prophet Isaiah as a reminder that God's advent is transformational. That God's advent will transform our individual, our personal lives, but our lives collectively throughout the world as well. God transforms lives. I have seen it. I have experienced it. And it's because of this transformation, it is because of the very thing that God does for you and me that we walk alongside this man named John in proclaiming hope and love and promise and restoration to all the world. I don't know if you noticed, but in John's gospel, we hit the ground running. There's no pageantry whatsoever around the birth narrative of Jesus. It would not be a great uh, pageant, Christmas play or Christmas pageant, because we simply hit the ground running with these words. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The only character present in the beginning is a man named John. He is not John the Baptist, as we hear about in the Gospel of Matthew. He's not John the Baptizer, as we hear about in the Gospel of Mark. He is not John the son of Zechariah that we hear in the Gospel of Luke. He is just plain, ordinary John who talks passionately about extraordinary things, particularly the light and life, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And so in this moment, we see that John's sole purpose is to witness and to testify to Jesus, to testify to the light of the world, to the light Alone, And this light, this light is special because it's no ordinary light. It is divine. This light is the divine light that shined from the very beginning when God created the heavens and the earth. This is the divine light that the darkness cannot overcome. 
This is the divine light that defeats and destroys sin, death, and the devil. And this is the divine light that promises to bring about transformation, to bring about hope and restoration. This is good news. This is good news, especially if you find yourselves among the oppressed, the brokenhearted, the captive, the imprisoned, and in some way wondering when is God's transformation going to take place. And the good news is that this is not transformation of an empty hope, but rather... It is a promise, a promise of transformation, of of sure and certain promise of transformation. And this is the hope and promise that as people of faith that we live in. This is the hope and promise as people of faith that we wait in anticipation for the coming again. And this is the hope that we live in, where we are to proclaim right alongside the prophet Isaiah and an ordinary man named John. My hope for you on this third Sunday in Advent, and as we make our way towards the manger under the starry sky of Bethlehem, that you will find comfort in knowing that you are not forgotten, that you are not alone, that God's light promises to shine brightly upon you, especially in those darkest of moments, because God's light will shine bright and the darkness will never overcome it. And so testify to that light in all the things you say and do in your lives and in this world. And then share that good news, that good news of salvation, the good news of healing, the good news of comfort and restoration. And reach out. Reach out to all God's people. Proclaim God's word at every opportunity in many and various ways. Inspire people to do God's will. Now just in case we forget what we are called to do, I want to try a little exercise with you this morning. And I simply need for you to say your name out loud, okay? So we're going to practice. I'm going to count to three, and I want you to say your name out loud, okay? One, two, three. All right, you're going to do great. So here's what I need you to do. I need you to listen to the words that come before. And when I raise my arm up, I need for you to say your name out loud, And then I need for you to listen intently to the words that follow. 
Here we go. There was a person sent from God whose name was They came as a witness to testify to the light so that all may believe through them. They were not the light, but they. They came to testify to the light. Let it be so. Amen. 